It's time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Morning, you're in the shop with the auto guys. I'm Dan from Bellingham Automotive here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. And we're taking your calls at 676-5464. How are you doing this morning? Doing good. Another busy week at the shop. Yeah. I mean, the cars just keep rolling in. You know, you get your schedule all set, mm-hmm. and then you start looking at cars, and and then the uh, mm-hmm. the repairs start. What started out as a small diagnosis suddenly expands into a 14-hour repair. <laughs> and uh, it, it's hard to maintain a steady schedule sometimes. Yeah, or you show up happens. on a Monday, and there's 13 cars towed in. They yeah. didn't know we're coming. <laughs> yeah, there, there's only so much room for standby work. Yes, we're, we're playing... Uh, Parking lot, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, <laughs> because we, we keep having to move cars around the lot to get that empty spot back. <laughs> it's like one of those little uh, little games you hold in your hand where you Tetris. shuffle the numbers around to put them in order. That's right. Or Tetris. You know. Yes, our, our lot boys are getting uh, a little tired. <laughs> well, we brought some interesting stuff today. We um, talked about, uh, you've you brought some stuff. Have you ever got a do not drive order on your car? <laughs> yeah, they're getting a little aggressive on the uh, some of the recall items. And then a few insurance companies just said no. And, and you know, this we've been talking about it for probably a year now, the TikTok trend. Everything's blamed on TikTok these days, all the negative things in society, especially stolen Kias and Hyundais. Yeah, yeah, it's their fault. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting, and we've mentioned this so many times before about the Kia is being easy to steal. And it's a yeah. range, like 2011 to 21, most models that use a key in those range. Right. Basically, it's the base model. They're, they're most economy cars, the lowest price of the lowest. But they did offer a solution, wasn't it? Didn't they give the police clubs? Yeah, they're they giving away clubs to basically <laughs> just a, a big bar that goes on your steering wheel so that it you can't rotate it all the way around. I still see a few of those come through the shop when yeah. we get into a car. There's a club on it. I saw a video on TikTok where where the criminals know how to get those off in like 30 seconds. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I don't have TikTok. I don't either. But I'm sure there's a video out there because I have read about how, you know, the the criminals um, can bypass so many security features like that. But, yes. but the reality is when I, I look at late model cars, and I'll say late model of, of being mid-2000s or later, mm-hmm. you know, where there were technology became so prevalent in the security systems and body control modules and chips in your keys, the anti-theft systems, the immobilizers, right. that, that they were cutting the corner on, on that aspect because it didn't cost a little bit more. And I know when you sell a million cars, you save a buck, it's a million dollars in profit. Right. And so they cut a few bucks on the security systems, and basically the the steering wheel lock and ignition system on these teens, 20-teen yep. Hyundais and Kias is, is effectively, it's a, a 1970s import vehicle security system. Uh, my, my son has this project vehicle, an 89 Toyota pickup. 
And it's effectively the same security system on that 89 Toyota pickup as it is on a 2020 Kia. Well, my son has a 94, so we could probably loan your son the key for the Toyota. <laughs> Just trade keys. <laughs> while, trade, tra- trade keys while the car's running. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. probably, I, I probably said too much now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your son just lost. Both our boys just lost their Toyotas. Um, so <laughs> if you are driving one of those, you want to listen because there's more news coming on that and some things you want to really watch out for. Um, Absolutely. That, uh, you don't want to lose your car, and if you do lose your car, you want to get reimbursed for it. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like two people are going to. So yeah. anyway, hey, we got our first caller this morning. John's on the line. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, I'm just wondering, I'd like to hear your thoughts about uh, timing belt uh, intervals. Um, we had a 2000 Avalon, and it's a six-year, 60,000-mile. 60, uh, that's the recommendation. So I've just got to my six years but I only have about 20,000 miles on it. So um, should I, am I definitely due for a timing belt uh, change? You want to go after that? Or you know, I would have to look look this up to verify it, it on like that it Avalon. 90. Yeah, is that that six-year, 60,000 seems a little bit short. Is that coming from your auto repair shop, from the manufacturer? Where did that number come from? Um, they, don't, they don't put any – there's nothing in the book – um, well, I had my 120,000-mile service. Um, I, I got from the shop the printout of the page that, I guess, from, from Toyota that had everything they were supposed to do in the service. And um, on that, amongst the things listed was the um, the uh, the timing belt. They didn't – no, that wasn't part of the, the 120,000-mile service, but they said at uh, – at uh, or 120,000 mile service, but because um, it was it was done be- actually done before then, but it did say 60,000 or six years 60,000 miles I think on this one one page that I had, but yeah, there's nothing in the, there's nothing in the manual you get. Yeah, I would uh, I would give one of us a call Monday and we can look it up. I I really feel like that's a 90,000. Yeah, so once upon a time, um, if I go back to the, like, 80s vehicles with timing belts, right. six years, 60 years, 60,000 miles was a pretty standard um, number. But for, for most 2,000 and newer vehicles, and, and even into the, the mid to late 90s when you come to Toyotas, is is there, there normally where it's more like 90, even on some of my 105, 120,000 mile recommendation, the belt technologies advanced so much since the the 70s and 80s. Almost all manufacturers have gone much longer, with the exception of some Kias and Hyundais, since we're going to throw them under the bus here today. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'd be surprised if it's that short. We normally see, they'll, they'll talk things like 105,000 miles or eight years, eight and a half years, you know. So I don't think you're there yet. And I would, uh, like Dan said, you know, call Bellingham Automotive or Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk at Angler Automotive. Yep. What the heck? Call Steve at the Panacea too. Yeah, he's got free time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about the, the mile part of it because I'm. You know, I, I just don't drive that much. Yeah, that that age is a little bit early, and I think if we look those numbers up, we're going to see a little bit different there. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. You Appreciate got it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you've you've probably seen some of these the the the, the giant inspection forms that that people get at some shops or dealerships yep. on their cars, and there's pictures of some you know surface cracking on a bushing and 
and some dampness around the oil filter. And, and then there's this laundry list of $4,000 in repair that's needed on the car based on this document that's been created by a piece of software where somebody behind a computer clicks a couple buttons and then poof, this magic estimate comes out of it. Seen it. And uh, I, I find sometimes the recommendations don't fit, even if it's at a dealership of that manufacturer. They really don't fit what the manufacturer says or what's recommended or required for the car. Yeah, we 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 went digital, so I would say we do a report, but it's the same one that we've done on paper for years. So it's just the normal basics that you check, and now we've entered it in our system. I don't have that pre-canned one. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting. So when when you get that that big laundry list, you need to you need to sit down with your shop and make sure you understand what the recommendations are and whether these are a, a manufacturer recommendation requirement or. A shop recommendation requirement, right? Recommendation, and and find out you know what's best for you and what really needs to be done, and and prioritize it. I don't. Yeah, going back to your giant picture of a giant leak. I mean, find out how bad that really is. I mean, a damp, a damp area. Does that mean you have to do it today, or is that down the road? Right. Yeah, and you know the levels of of leaks. There's mm-hmm. there's there's seeping or weeping. Yep. You know there's leaking. There's dripping. And there's we you use know, one through five. I don't know how yeah. you do it. We use one through five. Um, so, so, some dampness around the edge of of a gasket is not. It, it really doesn't qualify as a leak, in Correct. my opinion. And some dampness around the edge of a gasket well is that dampness there because somebody put oil in it and it ran down and it seeped across a line and it's not even related to the gasket you're looking at i brought a little bit of stuff on aftermarket warranties we can discuss how they rate leaks oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah be a, be aware on recommendations like that and and I never have a problem when a customer like calls to question our recommendation. We're always happy to put a car up in the air and yeah. you know let's take a look at it so you can really understand what's going on. You know, yep. so, some people um, I just take care of it. I trust you. Yeah. Just do it. Um, and others maybe they haven't been in before. Maybe they have a question about it. A friend, coworker at work said, "Oh, that doesn't sound right. Come on down and check it out." Mm-hmm. And and then we're on the same page and understand the the what's and whys of what we say. Exactly. Well, let's go back to the uh, non-insurance topic. Yeah, the, the key I, is, I know you guys probably talked about this last week. We, we did, and it it's was interesting. my wife's birthday weekend, so I stayed off there. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting when we talked about it. It was uh, it was along the lines of you know they're being stolen and this and that, and and so on the 2011 to 2021 Kias and Hyundai's the key start versions of them. Um, I, I leave here and I'm looking through the news a little bit later on Saturday morning, and, and I guess it had been released um, the end of the day last Friday that uh, a couple insurance companies have decided to no longer offer um, some of the comprehensive or theft coverage that they had on the vehicles right. in the past. And it looks like it's what State Farm and Progressive. Yeah, it's uh, so if you do have State Farm or Progressive, and you have one of these Kias or Hyundai's, you probably want to talk to your agent. Um, about your continued coverage and mm-hmm. whether it is available. I'm sure they'll be notifying people, but a lot of those documents kind of get tossed in the trash and not read by people. Have you actually ever heard of anything like this? The insurance company's not yeah. covering it? No, this is uh, kind of unprecedented. Yeah. I was. I wanted to look into that a little bit, but I, I can't remember a time. I don't know. Maybe back in the 70s, it's kind of before our time with the Ford Pintos, you know, the 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 ticking time bombs the 
where where they were randomly exploding into flames after being rear-ended by Chevy trucks. Um, that maybe the insurance companies quit covering the Ford Pintos. I don't know. Today, I'm sure they would. Um, but if if you're driving one of those and you talk a 2020 Kia, you know it's a still a you know twenty twenty five thousand dollar car that uh, you know you may not have theft coverage on, and you go visit family down in uh, in Sumner, and the you know, car disappears while you're sitting in the restaurant. That's how fast they disappear, apparently. Yeah. Yes. I was I was reading a little bit. Sorry, I'm not paying attention to you. But uh, 2015 through 2019, they were nearly twice as common as a, like a charger to be stolen. I, I don't know. Chargers. I think chargers very... are a pretty popular car to be stolen. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I they're don't not, know the They're definitely not statistics. as easy to steal. Probably not. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, we got lots more for you. I think we've got to take a quick break. You're in the shop. We're taking your calls at 676-5464. If you're struggling with weight and frustrated with dieting each and every year, Mark Patrick seminars can help. After this hypnosis, I want to eat good food. Since August, I can honestly say I have not had one potato chip. It was life-changing for me. And I don't think about desserts like I used to. Bridget, how much have you lost now? I had lost a total of 83 pounds. Holy cow. It's easy, it's fun, very relaxing, and very successful. And I would just say go for it. Oh my, what are you waiting for? Join Mark Patrick's seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings, late day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating. Seminar Sunday, February 19th at the La Quinta Inn and Suites by Wyndham Bellingham. Weight loss seminar, 11 a.m. Stop smoking seminar, 2 p.m. Or Monday, February 20th at Days Inn by Wyndham Mount Vernon. Weight loss seminar, 5.30 p.m. Stop smoking seminar, 8 p.m. Register 30 minutes before. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. That's markpatrickseminars.com. Neater House of Luxury is Whatcom County's newest luxury jewelry store. It's Bellingham's hidden gem with an amazing selection of precious metals like gold and silver American eagles, 100-ounce silver bars, and a vast selection of platinum bars and coins. You'll be dazzled at their extensive collection of jewelry and Rolex watches, plus GIA-certified and lab-grown diamonds, and now carrying Gucci and Louis Vuitton bags. The experienced and knowledgeable staff are ready to serve your every need. It's the crown jewel in a long career of luxury from John Nieder himself. Hi, I'm John Nieder. I've been buying and selling precious metals for nearly 30 years. If you're interested in expanding your private investment, I'm available to advise you with your purchase. You'll be amazed at our selection. Nieder House of Luxury. Fine jewelry for all. Professionals are ready to assist you at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, beside Lombardi's back patio. Or shop online at NiederHouseOfLuxury.com. Nieder House of Luxury. Follow the bright light. Lindale Glass is your premier window and door company in Whatcom and Skagit County. With over 35 years of professional installation experience, you can rely on the dedicated employees at Lindale Glass to provide an exceptional install. Lindale Glass features Milgard windows and doors, leading the industry with innovative, high-quality products. You can be assured of a product that is customized for your home. No shortcuts, no gimmicks, just excellent service and exceptional quality from Milgard. Visit a Lindale showroom to learn more or online at lindaleglass.com. 
Radio Real Estate with Mike Kent. Every Saturday, I break down what's happened in the market. More importantly, I share expert insight as to what you can expect next with your Whatcom County real estate investment. Radio Real Estate is sponsored by Linden Sheet Metal and Windermere Real Estate. 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back here in the shop with the Auto Guys. I'm Dan from Bellingham Automotive here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Taking your calls at 676-5464. Um... If you're just tuning in, we've talked about a couple cars that are not going to be insured by a couple major companies, and uh, now we're going to move on to uh, the do not drive orders that showed up recently. And, and manufacturers are becoming a, a bit more aggressive on some safety recalls, and I, I think a, a large part of this plays into the you know insurance companies and. Yeah. and cost of injuries and we've been hearing for you know almost decades now at least well over a decade on the Takata airbag defects I kind of feel like we were talking about that when I first started yeah. the radio I, <laughs> it's like whoa yeah, I was like how long can you you know deal with this but but it's more and more cars are coming up with with airbag related issues because the airbags don't perform the way they're intended to among them are the explosive charges are a little bit too strong or the associated parts within the airbag assembly on your steering wheel or over on the dash on the passenger side. They're a little too explosive. They send a little bit too much shrapnel. I kind of like what you just said at the break. <laughs> I, you know, who, who would have thought that putting explosive charges in the steering wheel in front of a driver would eventually lead to injuries from explosions? I don't know. I would have never thought of that. <laughs> um, I mean, the 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 trade off is is huge. I think absolutely, they're, it's they're safer with them than without yeah. them. So the injury rate is lower. But some of the injuries are just straight up being caused by the airbag and related components themselves. When mm-hmm. that airbag fires off, it's basically this you know fabric balloon yep. inside your steering wheel and a pretty strong explosive charge that fills it with explosive gases and turns into a you know a quote unquote pillow yes um it's you know, a, i'm sure tiktok has something to show you how that uh, <laughs> looks let, let me tell you my little sister will tell you that pillows aren't soft because <laughs> my brother and i used to play <laughs> pillow baseball with her when we were young i made the term up but that's effectively what it was and i'll tell you what a pillow can be pretty violent. <laughs> it didn't leave any bruises it didn't good. <laughs> um, but uh, the explosive pillows are sending shrapnel into people. Yeah. And uh, and so at this point, Honda's gotten pretty aggressive. And they're saying if you drive one of these vehicles um, and you have not had the recall done, do not drive the car any yeah, longer. Park it. Yeah. Park it. And it's pretty surprising. I guess you don't see as many anymore. But like uh, in the Accord, it's 2001, 2002. Um, same with the Civic. Same with the CRV. Honda Odyssey Pilot, the Acura TL, two thousand two to two thousand three, and the Acura CL. 
And, and conveniently, they've basically targeted all of the Honda vehicles with the yeah. Takata-style airbags that are 20 years old or older. I expect this to expand moving forward into the decade. That so, so they're going to target the vehicles 20, that are 20 years old. I can go till 2025 before I park my Acura. <laughs> I got till 2007. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, we've got a couple callers on the line, but we've got to take another quick break. You're in the shop with the auto guys. Spring is a time to keep it fresh. And what a better way to freshen up your company's image than with a crisp Brooks Brother logoed shirt or uniform from Bergen. Whatcom County's local logo apparel experts. Bergen pairs their commitment to personal service with professional results, specializing in embroidery, heat application, screen printing, and all kinds of logoed promotional products. And they're adding tons of new styles for spring. From Travis Matthews to Russell Outdoors, OGO, District, and yes, even Brooks Brothers. Bergen's new owners understand the importance of your image. They go the extra mile to provide crisp logo apparel so you can put your best foot forward this spring. And as nature blooms, Bergen is taking action to protect it with new sustainable styles that lower the carbon footprint of production. Bergen guarantees your order will be completed on time to your specifications and with a smile. Give them a call to get a quote within 24 hours or stop by the showroom Monday through Thursday on Iron Gate in Bellingham and online at Bergen Embroidery a real grocery store in Sumas? Yep. At the new Sumas Market, you'll find everything you're looking for and more. Fresh produce, a well-stocked meat department, a huge dairy section, and a great selection of competitively priced beer, wine, and spirits. Like the Sumas Market on Facebook or check out their website at sumasmarket.com for weekly specials. The Sumas Market is open seven days a week from 8 to 7 p.m. The new Sumas Market, your community grocery store, and so much more. Sir, are you okay? I uh, don't like to fly. What are you worried about? I don't know. Engine trouble at 47,000 feet, maybe? Maybe had you taken the car in for regular service before it had engine trouble, we'd be driving the legendary Route 66 instead of flying over it. Could I get a couple aspirin? Have Bellingham Automotive schedule your bumper-to-bumper inspection and oil change before it's too late. Call the shop or visit BellinghamAutomotive.com today. The Washington State Elks Association is proud to contribute over $2 million annually to the Elks Therapy Program for Children, providing in-home therapy to children with developmental delays or disabilities. And best of all, there's no cost to the families. Washingtonians never stand taller than when helping our community's children. Join the proud men and women of the Elks to be part of making a difference. Visit discoverelks.com to learn more about the lodge in your community. Sponsored by the Washington State Elks Association and aired in cooperation with the Washington State Association of Broadcasters in this station. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. A spy balloon is still hovering above the U.S. CBS's David Martin. The balloon is expected to be over the U.S. for a few more days and then out over the ocean. That will likely be the best chance to, as one official put it, 
dispose of it when it's safe. Well, it is freezing in the Northeast. The coldest spot, Mount Washington in New Hampshire. Frank Pereira's with the Weather Channel. The wind chills have been uh, dipping below 100 uh, from late yesterday through much of the overnight and continue to be, yeah, around 100 minus 6 is the current uh, wind chill at the top of Mount Washington. A New Jersey man was killed in Ukraine. He was there on a humanitarian effort. 33-year-old Pete Reed was working with global outreachers in Ukraine when he was killed. A statement from Global Outreach says Reed had stepped away from his role as board president to work in the field and render aid. That's CBS's Linda Kenyon. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacy Lynn. Welcome back. You're in the shop with the auto guys. Dan from Bellingham Automotive here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Taking your calls at 676-5464. We've got a couple callers on the line. And let's start with Gord. Good morning, Gord. Yeah, good morning. <clears throat> I have a 2006 Honda, or sorry, Hyundai Azera, uh, which was the uh, car of the year in the L.A. show in, in that particular year. Uh, I've had it um, 17, 17 years now, I guess, since it was brand new. Uh, it's really not cost me anything. I put a, an alternator in it a couple of years ago. Um, I'm working on my third battery, uh, changed brakes, that kind of thing. But other than that, uh, I've not spent a nickel on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's uh, now when I started up, particularly in this colder weather, uh, it sounds like I don't know tappets. I don't know if that's still available or whatever. But it sounds like tappets. There's a ticking uh, noise that comes, and I'm I'm thinking um, I had spark plugs probably about eight years ago, and I'm thinking uh, I should maybe take it in for a tune-up. Uh, what do you, what do you think I should be looking for? Well, I would drop that car off overnight, no matter where you take it, and have them listen to that noise in the morning. In the morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, a ticking noise like that, I mean, it could be a, a lifter noise. I, I think those probably do have hydraulic lifters yep. in them. Uh, sometimes we see starters making noise, or what's probably most common these days are idler pulleys and tensioner pulleys um, hmm. that'll start making a little noise when they're cold. Um, could be any of the above or all yeah, of the above. or all the above. Um, <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, they get carbon buildup on the valves. That's what I was thinking is valves possibly, too. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. I, You fall into kind of a special category because um, usually a 2006 Hyundai, we're, we're seeing somebody, you know, that's like the third or fourth owner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've actually taken care of and cared for the car and done maintenance yeah, on it. Yeah, it's good as new, actually. Yeah, a, a lot of times we'll see these 15 years old on the fifth owner, and boy, golly, people quit caring them about them three owners ago. Sure. <laughs> that little tick is the least of their issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well, I appreciate that, and I'll uh, take your advice, actually. I'll take it in and uh, leave it overnight and, and see what we can find out in the morning. Yeah, see what they come uh, up with. Yeah, I'm uh, actually calling you from across the line in uh, Surrey as well, and uh, I just want to tell you I appreciate the show, and I listen to it every Saturday. Great. Thank you. It's good to hear that. You you bet. Doing a good job, boys. Thank Thank you. Yeah, I think. Oh no. You know when we have customers call with like strange noises, or only Mm -hmm. it only does it when, or it only does it at this time. Is is it can save so much time and money for a shop to have all of that information and be able to reproduce the conditions when the problem occurs. 
occasionally we'll get a car dropped off in our in our key drop and it says engine making a ticking noise mm-hmm. and you call the customer and you can't get a hold of them right away and it's like okay i got a spare minute i'm gonna have a tech go listen to this thing yep. he goes and fires it up and, and then there's no noise right um and the car is still kind of lukewarm when it was dropped off and it has to sit overnight below 30 degrees and then it does this yep and those little details are they're so valuable in the diagnostic process oh yeah so i i don't answer the phone often anymore, <laughs> probably as to you, but, um, I, um, answered yesterday and I had a Chevy truck that the guy said, uh, wouldn't start after it sat overnight. But in scheduling that I'm scheduling him for a Thursday. <laughs> so he drops it off on a Wednesday because yeah, normally you get him. you know, this car doesn't start after it sits overnight. I'll bring it in Wednesday. Can you tell me what it is? Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> probably not if it's been started for the day. So and that's another good, <clears throat> when you talk about being warm and noises are gone, that kind of leads me back a little bit. We'll detour a little. A pre-purchase inspection, if you're looking at a used car or a, you know, well, yeah, something used at a dealership or a private party, go start it cold. Make it sit overnight and hear it be that first start in the morning. Because yeah. Surprisingly, people will warm their cars up before you show up so that it doesn't make that noise. Yeah, I can't believe they do that, but it does happen. So, yeah, be that first start in the morning. So we've got other callers on the line. I guess we got to move on. I've got Eric on the line. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Couple, couple questions, kind of. Sure. Uh, one is kind of generic, but on vehicles with a manual transmission, mm-hmm. uh, is there any benefit to using some of the so-called better aftermarket oils, you know, Redline or I don't know if Royal Purple makes anything, but or is it just the generic gear oil good enough? Or what, what are your kind of thoughts on that stuff? I, kind of our rule of thumb in almost all situations is go with the fluid recommended by the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that being said, you know, the the – the manufacturer recommends a 75W90 gear oil, which might not be right for a transmission. Sometimes they'll recommend ATF. Sometimes they'll yeah. recommend a special premium, special Ford ATF or special Mazda mm-hmm. Honda ATF. We're going to stick with what the manufacturer recommends. Are if there possibly recommend a manufacturer though, right? I mean, some of those. Some of those just recommended generic. It's just a wait. Yeah. yeah. So. If I look at a manual transmission and we're going to put in the, the, the weight of oil that meets the specifications that they recommend, it's not a manufacturer-specific, you know, premium-formulated blend with special additives in there. It almost doesn't matter what brand I use as long as it meets those specifications. And if right. you maintained it, don't shift aggressively or erase it, and you change it at the manufacturer-recommended intervals – on your manual transmission, you know, if you did it every 30,000 miles is probably on the aggressive side of things, but you're going to be mm-hmm. way less likely to be having problems in the future. Some manufacturer will recommend 60,000 miles. That's kind of the, the number that I'd use is, is you probably want to do it at least every 60, yeah. and it's not going to hurt it and probably a good idea to do it sooner. I don't think you're going to have a lubrication-related failure. Um, right. Now, you can put the royal purple, the super premium 
hypersynthetic. But still use the same weight and ratings. And still use the same weight and ratings. And is it going to be a better fluid? Absolutely. And I'll guarantee you, if you're going to be racing, it's going to hold up better. Um, But you're probably not going to be racing. Um, If you have a manual, you kind of want to go fast. You got it. You have that. yeah, that's. I guess that's why they put six-speed manual transmissions in a WRX. And an Acura. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and in some cars, it doesn't matter what kind of fluid you put in it. I'll use a six-speed early WRX. Is you know that transmission is probably going to blow up if you're going <laughs> to race it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they do. Um, but stick with what the manufacturer recommends. We don't really stock a lot of snake oils. Um, we stock a lot of synthetic fluids. I got multiple racks of all these different gear oils. Mm-hmm. Um. But sticking with what the manufacturer recommends, I don't see problems in customer cars that maintain them and take care of it. There's occasional random failures, but I don't think they're going to be fluid-related. Right. Yeah. Okay. Then last question. Uh, new to me, Toyota Matrix, an 03, the XRS with the six-speed manual. Mm-hmm. The clutch, it seems like I've been driving an older Jetta, and so previously let the clutch out and I get maybe five or six or eight inches before it kind of starts to engage or maybe not quite that much, but the, the Toyota is, is maybe two or three inches and it starts to engage and it's really short, maybe another inch and it's fully engaged. Is that normal? Do you think actually, believe it or not, I had it in a Toyota dealership for airbag recall and said not to worry about it. Is that normal? I, you know what, there there is probably an exact specification listed on what the free play should be before the clutch engages, and I don't really tell people a third to halfway up. So if you push it, start at the top, push it all the way to the floor, and you look at that range of motion, that that clutch will normally start to grab somewhere between a third of the way off the floor and halfway off the floor. Um, okay. Is it okay to be a little bit higher than halfway? Yeah, but you get up to three quarters. I'm worried that clutch isn't going to be like fully engaging all the time, that there might be an issue. If you just lift your foot a quarter inch off the floor and the car starts to lurch forward, that's probably a bit too low. The thing is, is that might not be that adjustable on your car. No, it's probably auto adjust. Um, Okay. And lastly, is over time as the clutch wears, that release point will usually start to rise a little bit um, just through free play, slop in the system, things like that, that uh, that you may see when it's new. It's like right at, you know, a third, and by the time that clutch is getting worn out, you're up at around half, even with an auto-adjusting clutch where you would think it would always be the same point. Gotcha. You may want to check Carfax and see when the last time that clutch was done. Yeah, it then doesn't. Could... I looked. It doesn't have any Carfax. There's a lot of Carfax stuff, but it's not – there's not much – Mechanical wise, okay. You know, you mentioned Carfax. I talked to a dealer, or well, maybe a dealer, but an auto shop, and he told me, and I don't know if it's true or not, but not every shop subscribes to Carfax or whatever. So yep. you may get, go somewhere and get something serviced, and it might not show up on a Carfax. Hundred percent true. <laughs> and I would say the majority of time that it's not going to show up on Carfax. Even car dealers don't, they don't all subscribe. Well, I shouldn't even use this as a, a subscribe term. Carfax approaches independent shops and dealerships on a regular basis, and they say, can we have your data? And and then right. shops will say, well, well, sure, how much do you pay for it? And, and they say, we don't pay for it. 
and and then you have the ability to look up a little bit, but you don't have our access to Carfax reports. So effectively, when Carfax approaches places, they're kind of taking customer data at no charge, and they're giving nothing for it, and then selling it to third parties. And uh, so a lot of places don't really think that's a fair business practice for the business or the consumer. Right. So it's it's hit or miss. So at 160,000 miles, not quite 160. Obviously, it depends on freeway, round town driving, but you think that's original clutch? And I've seen clutches go 300,000 miles and feel like new. I'm at 260 yeah. on the Acura. <laughs> and, and, and then I've seen clutches at 30,000 miles, and they're completely worn out. You know, right. or uh, I, we had a, a Dodge Dart, which is like a Fiat 500, and yeah. – uh, and the clutch was fifty thousand miles was was broken, exploded, yeah. Yeah. Um, violently yeah. came apart, and and so it just varies depending on driving habits. I will tell you this: steep hills are a killer. Steep hills, as in driving up steep hills, or steep, steep hills, as in steep hills, as in stopping at stoplights and, and stop signs. Um, that's <laughs> that that's where we see clutches uh, make their last stand. Yep. Is that because people can't navigate it or just because it's hard on clutches in general? Hard on clutches hard on in clutches. general, but pe- people are a factor, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Major factor. <laughs> All right. Thanks, hey, guys. Thanks for your call. Yep. <clears throat> We've got to take a quick break, so you're in the shop. Don't miss your chance to be a vendor at the 2023 Whatcom County Home and Garden Show. Now is the time to go online and register for your booth space. If you'd like to showcase your products and services to prospective buyers in the Northwest, register now. The Whatcom County Home and Garden Show is the largest home show north of Seattle. It's a great opportunity to get in front of thousands of motivated customers and give your business a boost in 2023. Get the qualified leads you're looking for by being an exhibitor at this your show. Over 100 vendors with displays on everything from financing to flooring, gardening, home decor, remodeling, building, and everything in between, it's easier than ever to register. Just visit BIAWC.com and select the Home and Garden Show tab. Then register for a booth space, size, and pay online, and you're done. Contact the Building Industry Association of Whatcom County for questions or visit BIAWC.com for more info and to register online. The Whatcom County Home and Garden Show, where your home project begins. Coming soon to a lawn or garden near you, it's Vista Materials, the new branch of Perry Pellet. Opening early March, Vista Materials has the mulch, soil, gravel, and other landscaping products you'll need to turn your property into a thing of beauty. Stop by on March 10th and 11th for their grand opening celebration. Located off of Grandview and Vista at exit 266 near Perry Pellet. Family owned and operated, visit vistamaterialsinc.com to learn more. Vista Materials, just north of Ferndale, because Roots Matter. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. Yeah, I happen to believe that the Bellingham, Whatcom County, uh, the Fraser River Delta, and Nooksack Skagit is an enormous healing area. Each weekday at 4 p.m. I'm the old dog. When I walk down railroads, I'm the one who knows who just got here and who didn't. I see them, they're so angry from where they came from, and then through the years, they mellow out because there's a healing energy here. On KGMI 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Welcome back. You're in the shop with the auto guys. Taking your calls at 676-5464. We've got a couple callers on the line still. I've got uh, 
I think Ryan next. Good morning, Ryan. Uh, that's Brian. Oh, Brian. See, he got it yeah. wrong. Dang it, Jason. If you want to know what's impressive on a clutch disc, yeah. I've got the I've got the dual disc clutch setup that they that they put in '69 and '70 Chevelles and Corvettes. I traded a Muncie transmission just to get get the two clutch discs. These clutch discs have thirty thousand miles on them, and you can still read the print on the clutch faces. <laughs> But uh, I got a question now. When, when you guys like to listen to something to hear what's wrong with it, uh, is there any uh, deal where using a tape recorder and getting it into you guys might give you an idea? Or you know, I get a, a lot of people record stuff on their phones. Uh, I'm hearing that more and more. I've got a friend's trucks in the shop right now, and he recorded what was happening with it. It wasn't really a noise. It was a he was recording the tack. Um, right. Sometimes it is helpful. I mean, if it's something that we're likely not going to duplicate, if you can video it or record it, it gives us a, some direction. Okay. And my other question is, I don't know if you call it political with regard to cars. Uh, since we're all going to be paying that $0.46 cents carbon tax on a gallon of gas, uh, while the well-subsidized Tesla owner drives by and says, neener, neener, uh, this carbon tax, doesn't that hit the poor the hardest? Ooh, Brian. I mean, <laughs> I mean well, well, welcome to Washington. I, 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 I don't know what to say, but, you know, if you're wealthy, you can get a $7,500 tax credit for, for yeah. buying a... They're trying to get a state income tax because the sales tax isn't... A, a purport, too much proportion of the poor is going out to sales tax, and it's not with this carbon tax? Yeah, well, you know, you can if, you, if you're wealthy enough, you can buy a new... Go buy a new Tesla and get a $7,500 tax credit. Um, what the heck? You can buy two of them and get a $15,000 tax credit. Yeah. You know, they po- discontinue but, it again. But it, in defense of those tax credits, you know, the poor can go buy the $150,000 Tesla, too, and get the that's same tax right. credit, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they can win that, that. I'll never figure out. They can win that national lottery where instead of 700 people winning a million dollars, one takes it all. You know? yeah. I'm, I am I am completely fine with that as long as I'm the one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, and, okay. and then and then like all lottery winners, they'll move to Florida where the taxes are yeah, exactly. lower. Well, that's it. Lower. <laughs> well, that's it. Where they don't have to get the shot. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, unfor- unfortunately, Washington ranks very high on the list of regressive taxes, where it does hit the the lowest earners the the hardest well, yeah. percent percentage wise. And it would be nice to see that change. Um, but without getting too political, I will leave that to the show that's on the air before I was going to say, Glenn, next week, wake up a little earlier. Come on, I, right before us, and I want to listen. I've only got one other thing to say politically. Sure. Uh, if you want to see how good mail-in voting is, uh, what, was the, what was the ratio, the win-loss ratio in this state before they, they come up with mail-in voting? I have no idea on that one. <laughs> Well, somebody should check it out. They'd yeah. probably yeah. be surprised. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, Glenn. Have a All good right. morning. All right. Hey, and we've got uh, patient Patrick on the line. Good morning, Patrick. Maybe? Patrick? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. How are you this morning? Hi. I'm good. How are you? We're good. What you got going? Um, I just wanted to pick your guys' brain for a minute here. Uh, uh, get your opinion on a car. Um, 
my daughter was thinking about buying. Sure. Um, 2014 Jeep. And I guess that's actually a Fiat. What what Jeep? What model Jeep? Uh, Cherokee. Okay. Um, I would probably start by looking at, like, uh, Edmunds and see what's being said about the Jeep. There's, okay. We're seeing uh-huh. quite a few... Quite a few come through with issues. How about you, Brian? Yeah, when it comes to the the, the Chrysler products overall, the involvement of Fiat, and, and prior to that, you know, I don't know there was any better. We had a Daimler ownership of, mm-hmm. of Chrysler um, and then an interim owner in between. And and the influence from, from the, the, the Daimler Mercedes ownership yep. um, on through the now Fiat ownership is, is I'm not a fan of the – mechanical engineering or the electronic engineering that goes into the vehicles. And I'll use the example of a 2018 um, Dodge Dart, um, which was a 1.4 liter turbocharged um, Fiat setup in the vehicle um, that had a six-speed transmission with a a dual mass flywheel um, strange clutch assembly that required an exorbitant amount of labor to replace an exorbitantly priced OEM only flywheel mm-hmm. clutch disc pressure plate and release bearing which turned this clutch replacement into a multi-thousand dollar affair yeah. where it should have been far less for an economy car um, and then you get all done it's not adjustable the bleeding procedure is instead of loosen the bleeder screw to bleed the hydraulic clutch system it's partially attached to the line and hold it not quite attached and pump it until like all the air comes out while you're holding this thing that has 400 pounds of pressure in it wearing your safety mask and it's trying to spray brake fluid in your eyes um just the it it, it it's a mess of a procedure and it's a in my opinion kind of a disposable car jeeps are much better than this Dodge Dart was, but uh, beware of the technology and what's in there. That's just our humble opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. I mean, you know, the nose on it's kind of ugly. It's got those weird headlights now. and it, I mean, if you look at the Fiat, it looks like a Fiat. I mean, it really does. So Yeah, yeah there's a, now it's a Fiat there. in disguise. Yeah, right? <laughs> was that a Fiat? Fix it again, Tony. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've heard that before. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Hey, Thank thanks for the much. call. Yep. Well, we've got to take another quick break. Still time to sneak in a couple calls at the end. Your number is 676-5464. You're in the shop. This is Barry Barometer reporting live from outside Linden Sheet Metal. It appears there is a high level of traffic around the building. I'm going in to investigate. Rose, do you know the cause of all this activity? I do. You have heard about Christmas in July sales. Well, we thought why not do the opposite and have a summer in the New Year event. Mmm, sounds intriguing. What details can you provide? All gas fireplaces, furnaces, heat pumps, and air conditioners are on sale with discounts up to $900. There are still utility rebates and there are tax credits too. We also offer financing up to 18 months with no interest if paid within terms. Why buy now, Rose? Lots of reasons. To save on utility bills, stay warmer in the winter, and to beat the rush of those who waited and be ready for cooling this summer. There you have it, folks. Call today and take advantage of Linden Sheet Metal's Summer in the New Year event. 
Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest since 1940. in the shop with the auto guys dan from bellingham automotive here with brian from dr john's auto clinic uh still taking a couple calls maybe <laughs> at six seven six five four six four uh if you're just tuning in we talked a little bit about the uh insurance no cover and the do not drive order <laughs> yeah so i you know recalls on cars there there's a few places you can look that up and so i yeah. wanted to mention you know on these airbag recalls and open recalls there's a few mm-hmm. different places you can go online and relatively easily search yeah. whether your vehicle has a recall yep first off you're going to want your vehicle identification number the vin yep which is stamped on your dash on the wind below the windshield that you can see when you get out of the driver's door and look down through the windshield yeah, or stuck to your door should be on your door jam on the should factory be. sticker should be um should be <laughs> As long as it's readable. And the, the last place, last two places is on your registration or title. And if you get that vehicle identification vehicle identification number and you go online, you can uh, the Google National Highway Traffic Safety Administration or NHT. Yeah, I was trying to the Yeah, you Google it and you can put your vehicle identification number in. And the government website is going to tell you whether there's open recalls that they track. Um I would check there, and I'd also check the manufacturer's website. And you want to make sure when you check the manufacturer's website that, like, say it's Honda, you want to Google Honda Recall VIN, you know, and it's going to take you there. Just look at the link you're clicking on, that it's actually a a (laughs) Honda.com link, and it's not some random scam link. And, And you can go to the Honda website, look up the recalls, or you can give us a call or the dealer a call, and we can look it up as well. Yeah, um, you might be surprised that there's open recalls on your car that you don't know about. <laughs> that you don't know about, and it doesn't have to be a Honda; it's any manufacturer. Oh yeah, yeah, I, and and age of a car too. I mean, you kind of think if you have an older car, you're not going to have recalls. There's stuff. Safety recalls um, never expire. Um, beware, they don't apply to rebuilt titles. So if you're getting Correct. a great deal on that 2020 Honda, um, or that Honda came from Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there might be some issues because like Honda is one of the unique ones that if that car is a Honda of Canada vehicle sold in Canada originally, you likely can't go to our local Honda dealer to get your recall done. You have right. to go to Canada. Yep. Um, not that way with all manufacturers. Honda is one that in the past has been kind of pretty tight about that. Yeah, no, we've, we've had that, especially with the car shortage and you're getting a lot of cars shipped here for sale and yeah, they're, they're not covered. The other thing about that is if you have the salvage title, you might also be in the predicament with your insurance company that they won't give you collision. Full coverage. And yeah. you can't get the recall work done. Correct. So if, you're, if your 2002 Honda Accord was totaled eight years ago um, or 10 or 12 years ago mm-hmm. and the car drives, looks just fine, you can't tell it was totaled, it doesn't qualify for the airbag recall in some situations. Right. Right. Um, they've actually uh, started covering airbags, even though the cars have been totaled, interestingly enough. Mm, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, it, it varies. Um, I learned something on the show today. <laughs> that, that Honda thing, we have a customer that bought a car that was imported from Canada, and I went to check recalls, went to Honda.com to mm-hmm. their VIN check. The VIN doesn't even show up doesn't on the register. U.S. website. Yeah. You have to go to the Canadian website to look it up. Yep, I have and, run into that. And so you do have to watch out for that. And But that is not all manufacturers either. No, it varies. It's uh, kind of hit and miss. Honda's one that I know they do that. Yeah, perfect. 
Well, hey, have a good weekend. Thanks for joining us. You've been in the shop.